Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. It's your host, Frank Burrow, and this is Addiction Warfare. This is episode 10. It's the last episode of this series. Can't believe we made it this far. I appreciate everybody who stuck with me and followed along to each episode. You guys are awesome. But most importantly, I hope somebody got something from this. I hope I helped somebody. That was my main agenda starting off. You know, that's what I love to do. I want to see folks find recovery. I want to see folks change and experience what this freedom feels like. So uh, if you're struggling right now, if you're still struggling or if you haven't found recovery yet and uh, you don't you don't know what to do or where to go, uh, just remember you're not alone and it, uh, it's possible. It's possible to change. It's possible to get help. Um, if you don't know where to go, like I said, there is a hotline. I say it every episode because I think it's very important. Sometimes we just don't know what to do. We don't know who to call. So this hotline is uh, 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-HELP. And uh, that's the SAMHSA website or SAMHSA hotline. And they're going to hook you up. They're going to link you to some services or get you pointed in the right direction. So uh, this last episode, you know, it's really wrapping it up, man. You know, we talked about everything. We talked about my story, my battle. We talked about what it means to surrender, what it means to get honest and ask for help. You know, we talked about some real, real tough topics like grief and shame and trauma and how those intertwine with addiction. Uh, we talked about family issues and codependency. We talked about relapse. I mean, uh, we really, we really covered a lot. So this last episode is kind of like, well, how do I, how do I move forward? You know, once I found recovery, and this is the, one of the main important things. This is one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast right now. I was told early on, you, you can't keep what you, you have unless you give it away, right? So it's like a paradox, but it's also you know, that pay it forward. If you ever heard that saying, it's really just, it, it feels like my obligation my duty to share what was given to me and and keep this thing going because what if everybody just got sober and and found recovery and then went on with their lives well then we wouldn't have places to go we wouldn't have people to talk to um like we wouldn't have these fellowships these recovery fellowships and 12-step meetings and um this organized type of recovery like because Without that, you know, who knows where I would be. Probably be dead by now. I'm so grateful for those folks that showed me the way. And so, yeah, it's kind of like the notion of, like, I have to find my own recovery first before I can share it, though. I can't just give something away that I don't have. So it was really important for me to surrender and and find that that group, you know, whatever I found most comfortable with. There's a hundred different ways to recover you know, mine was like the 12 step and those fellowships that, um, you know, you hear about AA, NA, things like that. You know, I, I believe in that. It, it works. It's not for everybody, but it worked for me. So, you know, they showed me the way 
and they showed me how to work a program of recovery. And so um, I had to really listen and follow directions, right? I had to do what they do what they did if I wanted what they have. <laughs> I mean, it's really quite simple um, if you really break it down. So, you know, what does it mean to uh, help others? What do, what can I do for other people? Like a lot of times, it's really just sharing my experience, strength, and hope, right? So even though I have a background in addiction recovery and I went to school for it, like my most valuable experience or my, my, my most helpful way that I can help someone else is really my on my own experience. You know, just speaking from the heart and talking about my struggle. And that's why I, I, most of the podcast was just straight from the heart. You know, there's research that backs up my, you know, what I'm trying to say. There's literature out there. There's more testimonies than mine. But it, 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 it's important that I just share from my heart because I lived it. And that's the most valuable experience on earth, I think. Um, it's it's one thing to be trained in it or to be educated in it, but to actually live through something just brings about a whole different perspective. You know, it makes me essentially an expert after all these years and just trial and error and struggle. But, uh, you know, what does it mean to pay it forward? Well, I have to, I can't just stand on podiums and, and go on TV, you know, I have to you can't just go grabbing people and, you know, throwing them in the van and taking them to the treatment center. Like, there has to be somewhat of a desire somewhere. But it's like when someone reaches out, that's when I feel like it's my obligation. And someone says, hey, Brian, man, uh, you know, I noticed something different about you, man. You look different, right? I tell them. You know, and this really... It's a really cool experience when I was able to break through the stigma. Because at first, you know, it's like I was embarrassed to be an alcoholic or I was ashamed, right? Or I didn't want to be labeled an addict. And so I didn't want to go to these meetings and say, I'm Brian, I'm alcoholic. Because, you know, it just felt kind of like it was a label. And I was stuck with that label forever. But, man, I'm so grateful that I, I broke through that. Because now I honor that. You know, yes, I'm an alcoholic, but I'm also so many different other things. You know, I'm a father, right? I'm a counselor. I make music. I make art. You know, I'm 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 a family member. I got brothers. I got sisters. I mean, so it's important that I know that it's not, it's not a label necessarily. It's just a part of me. So that stigma is important because you know I sh I can't be or I shouldn't be ashamed to share my truth because what if it helps somebody and so whenever i'm about you know i don't advertise i don't promote but i try to be a demonstration right i try to live my life the best of my ability to the recovery principles because you know folks are watching and what if they come to me and say hey you know brian man uh you know i heard your story and, you know, I had some struggles as well. You know, it lifts that feeling of fear for folks when they can just say, hey, man, I need some help. Right? 
And that's so cool. Um, so paying it forward, it's almost like, man, I need to share the, share the message. And share the message of hope and truth. And I can't just promise people that it's going to be like rainbows and butterflies. As soon as you quit drinking, you know, you're good to go. Nah. No. There's more to it. And uh, unfortunately, life on life's terms, right? Life keeps coming at you. You know, I've been through a lot of experience in recovery that have been challenging for me. And so I have to remember, you know, how do I stay sober through those? And, and, and then when I do, guess what? I got another experience to share with someone else. Now, somebody who's losing their mom or a loved one, losing their parent, you know, I can reach out to them and say, hey, man, I went through that same thing. And here's what I did. Here's what maybe I could have done better. And here's what I did that worked for me. Right, it's, it's it's awesome. You know, I lost my job, and like if 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 someone's out there struggling right now, and they lost their job, guess what? I can share with them. Say, hey, I remember being there. I remember thinking, you know, my life is over. What am I going to do now? And, and had to find a whole new identity because of that. But guess what? I made it through it, sober. Right. Now I'm going back to school and I'm going to end up getting more education and more skills, more training so I can help more people. I, I wouldn't have done that if I didn't lose my job, to be honest. I, I was content. I was just going to stay where I was at and just, you know, I was kind of getting complacent in my field because, it, you know, it was, uh, it was effortless because it was just me being myself and helping people you know what i love but guess what maybe everything happens for a reason right because here i am now about to embark on getting my master's in social work and i can end up being a, a licensed clinical social worker and running my own private practice or i can run a facility and be a director who knows and so guess what i can share with them that Hey, you never know what's going to happen when one door shuts, another one opens. And that's why I love this program. Like As long as I stay sober through these tough times and even wonderful times, you know, I can also share how, I, you know, came into a new relationship and it's been awesome. You know, we, us alcoholics, sometimes we don't know how to handle success. We, we tend to sabotage stuff. Hey, don't kill the messenger. But, uh, you know, beautiful, beautiful, healthy relationship, communicating well. Like, I mean, and, and it's going great. And guess what? I get to share with somebody who maybe is scared, scared to make that move, going to a new relationship, you know, when they feel like they're ready and they're unsure about it. Guess what? Bam. There I am. I mean, I can go on for days. I, t I can, you know, I've learned how to raise children, you know, pretty much on my own these past uh, few years. I've had them full time. So, I mean, it's been a struggle for real and it's been a joy as well. But just more and more experience, right? 
and when I think about using or drinking or something like that, you know, that that feeling comes in that says, now, Brian, you know, you have a, a obligation. There could be somebody that might need you one day. And how much help are you going to be if you relapse, you know, or if you're drinking and you, or if you just get totally complacent and unuseful? So there's a lot of things, man, that, that folks don't really get. Like, what? I, it's not really more pressure. It's honestly, it's more of accountability for me. Like, I don't feel pressured to stay sober because of somebody else. I feel like an opportunity. What an awesome opportunity. So I hear people who relapse all the time. And unfortunately, they, their decision is these things have occurred and it's been too much stress on me. And so I picked up. Right. So in other words, they explain their rationale why they did it. Like I've had like a hundred reasons. I've had a hundred reasons to relapse. And honestly, the only, maybe the only reason why I didn't, because most of the time I share those reasons. I talk it out. I play the tape through. And, but I'm no better than anybody else. I'm just saying, like, I really, truly play the tape through. And I think, well, I have a good excuse to drink, but I also have a really good excuse not to. And it's because of that obligation to pay it forward. Because there's people right now that's sick and suffering, man. And they, they might not make it. And I've seen too many lives lost. And so it's unfortunate. But, you know, it's really an awesome thing. And it's like by helping other people, I help myself. It's a, it's a phenomenon legitimately like by working with others right sponsoring people uh, just teaching them talking about addiction doing this podcast right now is helping me stay sober man and i don't really i still don't understand how it all works like intellectually or strategically i don't really know how this whole you know 12 step helping each other but it really makes sense when i think about it it's like i'm almost like we're all in the sinking ship and you know the only way to survive is if we stick together or we're at war and we're, we're all combat soldiers we're, we're, we're comrades and we're just you know the only way we can really survive is if we bond you know, with this common bond, this problem that we have, this commonality. And it's a beautiful thing. It's like we know each other better than anybody and we don't even know each other. I can go into a meeting here in Greensboro. I can go into a meeting in New York and it's like I still get the same feeling. Like, you know, I'm at, I'm at home. I, I notice. I feel safe. I feel comfortable. And so... I might need to be that for someone else. And so, yes, I talk about my recovery. I'm open about it. I understand the principles of recovery and, you know, how it is anonymous. 
and that's why I'm not necessarily trying to make money or be get publicity. I'm more or less sharing my own experiences and hopes to reach others. You know, that's my agenda. And um, make the more folks that can get exposed to this hope, the better. I, that's that's just what I believe. And you know, there's there's other folks, there's other school of thoughts, and there's people who may disagree with that. You know, and I understand that. But this is this is my experience. This is my experience. I lived it, and so I get to choose what to do with it. And honestly, when I talk and when I share and when I help other folks through my experiences, it really makes the experiences not as bad. You know, I've been through stuff that I would never wish on anyone. Been through some horrible stuff, man. And for me to live through that stuff, to be here to tell it, it is an honor. I'm grateful. And so, yeah, I, I want to share it. And sometimes there's truth that I don't want people to know. But I share it anyway. You know? Um, it's important to me for folks to know that you're not, they're not alone. And that there's no such thing as perfect recovery. And that it's okay to struggle and it's okay to ask for help. You know, if you relapsed and you made it back, man, congratulations. No shame in the game because you made it back. You know, if you feel like you, you, the only thing you've done is stay dry, you've had other struggles, well, guess what? Welcome to the club. You're not alone. A lot of folks put too much pressure on themselves because I remember when, you know, I remember the times that I do. Like, I got to do it perfect. To be honest with you, you know, we only get one life to live in, and we're going to make mistakes. What recovery has has offered me is an opportunity to learn from those mistakes. And, and that's what's, that's what's beautiful. Before I got sober, I would repeat the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Like I would legitimately, I couldn't quite figure out why I did the same thing or ended in the same places. I couldn't figure out the patterns. And so to be free of that, man, it's just a miracle and a gift. I'm telling you. So I share that, right? I share that gift. So if you're struggling right now, just remember, you're not alone. All right. Um, but anyway, I'm not going to really stretch this out, man. It's the last episode. I'm just really just wanted to share that it's important that once you get sober and work through the steps or whatever, whatever solution you choose, whether you go to treatment or, or get some type of substantial recovery, like in the sense where you feel like you're stable enough to help someone else. Because I say stable when I say that it's important to establish yourself in recovery first. Because we can we can lead ourselves down a bad road trying to help someone too soon. Meaning like I remember I was like three months, four months sober. And you know I wanted to save the world. 
um, which happens. And um, because I, I had to share this newfound freedom. And so I'm going in bars and I'm um, going to my old friends. I'm like, yo, man, y'all got to try this recovery thing. You know, and they're like, what are you talking about, man? Here, have a beer, right? Or yeah, let's smoke this joint. And it, and it was just not, not a bad, I mean, it was just a bad, it was a bad situation. And so I tell people like, you know, it's okay to let people know you're in recovery. And if they ask questions, you know, feel free to answer them. But if they ask you to sponsor them, you're not ready. And then it's okay to say, I'm not ready. I know somebody that maybe could help you out though. Um, there's no really written rules to this. It's just a lot, it's just your experience. And I'll show you my experiences, how I was trying to save the world. I remember I tried to sponsor like six people at once. You know, I wanted to be a big shot. And I was spreading myself too thin and neither one of them were getting what they needed. You know, and it was more about me than them. So, um, I'll share that to say, tread, tread, tread carefully when trying to help others. And, and main, most importantly, like when you try to help your family, family members, man, they're the toughest. They're the toughest, man. I tried, I tried to help my brother, you know, it was like, it was too close. Try to help, you know, friends and it just didn't work for me. So, um. I encourage it, you know, just seek guidance when we have these, these situations that we try to figure out, you know, just, just don't try to go about anything on your own. That's all I would really try to share. But, um, honestly, you know, I want to wrap up this whole, whole kind of series, uh, before I continue to just start rambling and rambling. I mean, it's hard for me to explain how this whole thing works, but man, it works. And, you know, doing this and helping others is really my way of paying it forward. But I hope you enjoyed like the, just the detail and the breakdown in each episode of what it really takes to surrender and get sober. Cause you know, I battled for years and years and years. I never would have thought that this would be my life. Um, in two, in a week and a half, um, um, on March 18th, I'll be picking up 12 years, man, 12 years, and I'll be speaking on the 20th to share my story, and it's just a gift and a miracle, man, I'm so blessed, and I just want to thank, you know, Recovery and this 12-step meetings, man, for saving my life, I just want to thank God, you know, I want to thank the, all the people who influenced me, impacted me in my life through recovery, like, you guys don't understand what you've done for me and my children. You know, you've given them a, a, a sober father, which is huge. You know, you've given them a, a, sta a safe and stable home. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be more, I could not be more grateful. So, uh, if you need anything, reach out. I'm around, I'm on social media, you know, Frank Burrow. Brian Franco, look me up. I'm around. I uh, appreciate you guys sticking with me. Take care. Time 
ticking, I'm a ticking time bomb Listen, I am not getting robbed like the 9-5 Scott Pippen, this is my time Since 9 I've been spitting rhymes in my mom's kitchen In my mind just wishing My mission isn't to shine and glisten It's to find my rhythm for my prime diminished Been dying inside, itching, watching time slipping 39 in my prime, it's divine intervention Prime to survive, I design, trying to slide into prime position. This is my decision. I am not trying to listen to the wise and the size by the critics. I'm committed, I don't mind, not kidding. Sly guy, kinda gifted, I predicted with conviction. God's gift of wisdom with provided ignition. I am driven with ambition. My mind's tired, spinning, trying to drive, no limit. I'm tripping. Limited vision is the blind side collision I'm fishing, trying to make a living Spend time with kissing I'm not giving in, so I grind in affliction With persistence like a lion I don't mind competition Surviving in a time, finding listens It's a full-time job, just ridiculous Might just get a pair of pliers Or some vice grips, wire antennas Straight to these kids to get a life for mention I'm crying for attention, but this isn't why I did this My isms got me bitching, so I'm switching back to getting this Volcanic conflict inside, written, trying to ridden this lava of trauma out my system I've forgiven, time to get busy living, not dying from the resentment God has given me the wisdom to realize the difference And let bygones be bygones, so I can finally find some contentment to summarize, I'm eyeing the prize, quenching this addiction I had since I listened to Nas, Jigga, Rock, Kim, and Onyx. If I'm honest, it was five kids from Compton that flipped my switch since then I've been twitching. Watching hip hop drifting, honestly, I can't even listen. It's an honor to even be considered an artist, so I'ma honor it, consider it a privilege till I'm a corner. That's it, rant finished. <laughs>